Well, Crave, it's great to have you here on Halloween. Thanks for coming out. We are in week six of our series, Upper Room. We are looking at the words of Christ spoken to his closest friends at their final meal together, the Last Supper, uh, before Jesus is arrested the same night uh, to be turned over to be crucified. And we're going to be in the back half of John 15 tonight, if you want to go ahead and turn there. Uh, Tonight we're going to be talking about persecution. And I had a lot of different ways that I thought this could go. I prayed through it. I thought through it. I bounced ideas off of people and kind of landed in a different place. And you'll see what I mean by that in just a few minutes. But in addition to me talking a little bit tonight, uh, I do want to show you guys a couple videos. So please check this out. In our Western society, it is so easy to forget the suffering of the persecuted church. Because persecuted Christians follow Jesus Christ, they face isolation, destroying of property, violence, poverty, imprisonment, surveillance, church raids, expulsion and execution. This is not a reality for us in the Western world, but a daily reality for more than 340 million Christians around the world. As believers in the Western world, We have a responsibility towards our persecuted brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. The persecuted church is not another church, but part of the body of Christ that suffers for their faith in Jesus Christ. Will we let them suffer alone? Some powerful images in that video, Uh, some stuff that maybe you don't think about uh, on a regular basis. And so tonight, like I said, we're in the back half of John 15. If you want to join me there, we'll read just the first handful of verses. Jesus says in John 15, beginning in verse 18, if the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. The world would love you as one of its own if you belong to it, but you are no longer part of the world. I chose you to come out of the world so it hates you. Do you remember what I told you? A slave is not greater than the master. Since they persecuted me naturally, they will persecute you. And if they had listened to me, they would listen to you. They will do all this to you because of me, for they have rejected the one who sent me. Jesus, I think, does our hearts some good to say, listen, if you suffer persecution uh, for my name's sake, like, remember, we're in this together. That if you are persecuted for being a believer, remember they first persecuted Christ. Now, we do face some persecution here in the Western world, here in America. Maybe not on the same scale or level as some of the stuff we saw in that video, but it does exist. Where I worry is that we mistake people not liking what we have to say, or maybe uh, what our message not being popular, we go, well, I'm being persecuted because you don't agree with me. Well, people can respectfully disagree with you. Uh, they can. Or it's possible that, that you're coming off not in a great way. I, I want to glance over at some of what Peter said, and Peter was somebody who understood this pretty well. He says, dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you're going through as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad. These trials uh, make you partners with Christ in His suffering so that you will have 
the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all the world. And he goes on to say, if you are insulted because of uh, you bear the name of Christ, you will be blessed, for the glorious Spirit of God rests on you. If you suffer, however, it must not be for murder, stealing, making trouble, or prying into other people's affairs. But it is no shame to suffer for being a Christian. Praise God for the privilege of being called by His name. Peter's trying to say, if you suffer for your faith in Jesus, hallelujah, amen. Which is not necessarily our immediate response. Thank you, God, for allowing me to suffer. But what he's saying is, if you suffer for doing things wrong, you can't sit here and be like, well, I'm just being persecuted. No, like, maybe it's you. Maybe there really is something wrong. Like, if, you, if you're doing something that, that is leading, I don't know how we got on this slide, but uh, it says if you're suffering in a manner that pleases God, keep on doing what is right and trust your lives to God who created you. He'll never fail you. But, but to go back, he says that it can't be for murder or stealing, and you're like, well, I don't do those things. But look what he says, for making trouble. Some of us come off very aggressive. We want to shout at people. We want to try to condemn people. We want to heap judgment on their heads. And I'm just telling you, if you come off that way and then you're like, well, nobody ever wants to hang out or talk with me or listen to what I have to say about God, the problem might be your approach. So don't confuse the two. Now, yes, you can be persecuted. People can come at you sideways for being a believer. But I would ask you to consider this question. Do people in your life know that you're a Christ follower? If they just examined your actions, would they know you belong to Jesus? Think about the scripture we've read the last several weeks about fruit and about living out your faith. Do the people in your home know you follow Jesus? How about your closest friends, your teachers, your coaches, the people you pass in traffic on Woodruff Road, can they look at your actions, your words, your demeanor? Can they see that you're a Christ follower? Are you consistent? If so, then yeah, maybe you are being persecuted sometimes. I just think a lot of the times we're the ones stirring up trouble. We're the ones coming at people, maybe not in the best way. But Jesus says that when you suffer, you're suffering like he did. Guys, they killed Jesus. They did. They, they murdered him. Like within hours of this being spoken, he was hung on a cross and he died. Now, I am not the person who thinks that that's what's coming for you and for me. I don't think things are as overblown as some people make them. That's me. I, I don't think that probably you're going to be facing some of what the people that we saw in that video are facing. I, we, we are blessed. Like, nobody's busting in these doors, coming in, trying to find us. But there are people who are facing that in the world today. And so we pray for them. And could that be an eventuality one day? Absolutely it could. I pray that none of us ever have to experience that here in America. We should be thankful that we don't now. But he says, a slave is not greater than the master. So if we're going to follow Jesus, we're going to go through some of the same things that he did. I want to show you another video now, and then we're going to transition to something a little bit different. But check out this video. Like Sabina and Richard Wormbrand, today's persecuted Christians, living in hostile areas and restricted nations, are bold witnesses for Christ. Choosing to give up their comfort and safety in this world in order to find a life that counts for eternity. The first request from our persecuted Christian brothers and sisters is, will you pray for me? 
as we pray for them to endure opposition in order to advance the gospel. May we be inspired by their example to pay any price necessary in obedience to Christ. The idea of paying any price for following Jesus, that, that might seem scary to you. And again, I don't think we're facing a lot of that yet, and one day we might. But there are millions of Christ followers all around the world who are facing that right now. And that first video said, that's not another church. It's not disconnected from us just because we get to sit here safely at South Campus, at Brookwood Church. That's the church. We are a part of the same body. And so where I landed tonight is I just really want to pray for the church. I want to pray, yes, for our church here, but also for our brothers and sisters around the world and those who may become our brothers and sisters. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to put, put everything down, get comfortable. We're going to take roughly the next 10 minutes to pray, and you're like, holy moly, I'm going to fall asleep if my eyes are closed that long. I hear you. We're going to practice this posture of prayer together so that perhaps you can take it out with you and continue to pray at home. So here's how this will work. I'm going to give you a prayer prompt, and you're just going to have some time to pray right where you are. If you want to pray with the person sitting to your left or right or in front of you, behind you, that's fine. You can do that. But you don't have to. You can pray right there quietly in your mind. And when I give you the prompt... You pray, and then Jacob's going to play for a little bit. We're going to kind of work through a song. It talks about Jesus and his suffering, Jesus and his persecution. And then I'll come back, and I'll give you another prompt, and we'll sing and back and forth. And does everybody kind of get what we're doing here? I hope, I hope you pick it up. Okay, so here's what I want to pray for first. I want us to pray for the gospel to advance. Yes, abroad, but also here. So I'll kick us off, and then you pray right where you are. God, we thank you for the good news that your son Jesus died and rose again. We pray that the gospel would advance powerfully, not just here in Simpsonville and Malden and Greenville, but in our state, God, in our country and around the world. You tell us that your word will not go out and return void. So we pray, Spirit, that the good news would go forth and advance throughout this world. Son of God, in all his innocence, is walking in the 
the dirt with you and me He knows what living is He's acquainted with our grief A man of sorrow, son of suffering Oh, blood and tears How can it be There's a God who weeps There's a God who bleeds Oh, praise the one who would reach for me. Hallelujah to the son of suffering. Next, I want you to join me in praying for missionaries. And don't miss this. You have a call to be a missionary right where you are in your schools, your community and your jobs on your teams and you may face some ridicule you may face some pushback some persecution if you take a stand for Christ and so we're praying for each other in this but we're also praying for our brothers and sisters around the world who have given their lives to take the gospel we just pray that the gospel would go we're praying for those who have answered that call Jesus says the harvest is great but the workers are few Pray to the Lord of the harvest for more workers. And so we're going to pray that God would raise up missionaries and that he would bless those who have already answered the call. Join me in praying, God, make us your hands and feet. We lift up to you now those who have answered the call. We pray that you would give them courage and strength and opportunities to share your name. down in merciful pursuit but to the sinner you were grace and the broken you embrace and in the end the proof is in yours yes in the end the proof is in your womb oh blood and tears how can there's a God who weeps. There's a God who believes. Oh, praise the one who would reach for me. Hallelujah to the Son of Suffering. Now I want to pray for the underground church. These first two have had application both here and abroad. This one's really more abroad. I hope you understand how blessed you are to be here at Brookwood. 
to be able to walk in the doors and worship openly. There are millions of people who do not enjoy that same luxury. They have to meet in secret. They have to meet in basements or at night. And they live in constant fear of the government coming in, throwing them in prison or taking their lives. So would you join me in praying for our brothers and sisters around the world who are a part of the same church, that God would give them strength, that he would protect them, that he would be with them. God, thank you for our brothers and sisters around the world. May we never forget them. Holy Spirit, would you come alongside them, give them peace, give them strength, give them boldness that they would stand for you no matter what persecution they may face. Your blood 
certainly not least would you join me in praying for the persecutors this is what I think is so unique about Jesus is he commands us to pray for our enemies so yes we pray that the underground church would be made safe they'd have strength but we pray radically that the gospel would touch the lives of those who do the persecuting again both here at home and abroad. We serve a God who can change anyone's heart. And so would you join me just as we get ready to close in praying that God would do that. God, there are many who don't know you, many who are hostile to your gospel and take that hostility out on your people. And so God, we pray for their hearts. You are willing that none would perish, but that all would come to know you and experience everlasting life. And so for those whose hearts are far from you, who are persecuting your church, we pray that they would pass from death to life. We pray that you would work a miracle in their hearts and minds. lyrics on the screen and just that last chorus if we can just sing that together if you'll stand and just in reverence of our son of suffering it's just oh blooded tears oh blood and tears how can it be that there's a God who weeps there's a God who bleeds Oh, praise the one who will reach for me. Hallelujah to the Son of Suffering. Sing hallelujah. Sing hallelujah to the Son of Suffering. Sing hallelujah to the Son of Suffering. Who gave it all, sing hallelujah to the Son of Suffering. Gave it all, say hallelujah. 
Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for suffering on our behalf. Help us to look at the trials and tribulations and even the persecution that comes our way as an opportunity to identify with you, to share in what you went through. Because Jesus, we know we can share in the abundant eternal life that you bring. I pray for these students as they face difficulty, uphill battles, persecution. Help them to remain strong. Bless them, be with them. And God, be with our brothers and sisters around the world. You said that you will build your church and the gates of hell will not stand against it. We trust you for this and we thank you for it. It's in Christ's name that we pray and everybody said, amen.